Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. We are trying to connect uh, with our brother, Solomon Akumu, um, in Ghana. He is the host of the Homecoming Radio Show. Solomon, are you on? Yes, Solomon. uh, Good morning. Uh, Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing great, brother. Good. How do you pronounce your last name? Uh, it's uh, Akumun. That's you, what you I actually got it right. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, it, it is good to talk to you. Good to talk to a fellow Solomon. I don't run to a lot of them uh, outside of my family. You do the homecoming. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so you do the homecoming radio show uh, there in Ghana. Tell us what your show is about. What do you, what do, you do? Okay, so uh, first of all, uh, let me say good morning to uh, to your listeners over there in Philadelphia and everyone else listening across the U.S. and uh, anywhere else in the world. And uh, thank you so much for this opportunity to uh, to come on uh, your morning show this morning. Uh, it's actually 2 p.m. over here in Ghana, but uh, yeah. So thank you very much. Um, yes, like you rightly said, I'm the host of uh, Homecoming. It's a radio show that... Uh, seeks to connect uh, what we say global Africans and when we say global Africans we're referring to black people everywhere generally Um, so basically that's what the show is about Um, we try to curate content and conversations that you know talk about what it means to be uh, to be black not just in America or in Europe but also in Africa and uh, interspersed with music of African origin and so um, the show itself was, um, you know, started off as uh, an offshoot of an experience that we we curate every year for African Americans, especially to come down to Ghana and to experience the the motherland and the continent, you know, from the Ghanaian perspective. Considering that uh, Ghana was the gateway um, for the transatlantic uh, slave slave trade and currently has the largest. Um, uh, or the highest number of, of um, slave posts or castles, as we call them, yeah. um, anywhere else in the world. And so we, we've we been uh, doing this since 2019, you know, bringing people down here to have that experience of reconnecting to the continent, reconnecting to their roots. And we decided, you know what, um, when these people leave, um, they, they, they want to stay connected. They want to um, enjoy content from the continent that they can relate to. And so we started Homecoming as a way of creating that connection. And not just for people who have visited, but for people who want to have um, a different idea of Ghana, of the continent, away from what has been uh, has been taught to them, you know, via mainstream uh, American media or you know social media. So basically, that's what our homecoming is about. Yeah, I, I traveled to Ghana um, some twenty three years ago, shortly after I got married. Actually, just a couple of weeks after I got married, and um it was it was a life-changing experience i went to some of the slave castles that you talk about i went to cape coast and elmina mm-hmm. and then this smaller place called fort metal cross um and then i was on on the beach i believe it was in busawa beach and just looking out across the ocean man i couldn't do anything but cry because i i just thought about uh, my ancestors and and that being the last thing that they saw you know, of, of the motherland and um, just, mm. just a powerful, powerful experience, man. Um, you know, how do you connect with, with African-Americans 
who come there and and experience that. I'm sure I'm not the only one who who felt that that type of emotion in, in going there. Right. Um, first of all, I have to say that you need to um, make a return trip, my brother. 23 years is is quite a long time. I agree. <laughs> and uh, so much has probably changed since the last time you were here. So you need to make a return visit. Mm-hmm. And um, I need to give a special shout out to Glenn, Glenn Singleton. He is the founder of Homecoming. And he started this experience in 2019, just before um, the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's been, you know, organizing these trips for African-Americans since 2019. And um, you asked about, you know, um, what, how I'm able to create those experiences. Well, I'm just a part of a bigger team uh, led by Glenn Singleton, uh, made up of, you know, Ghanaians who, um, whose objective, whose purpose is to ensure that when these people come down here, they're not coming for a vacation. They're coming for a sacred um, experience. We are giving them an opportunity to reconnect with, um, you know, that part of them that was um, cut off or taken away from them. Now, um, when we say Black history, for instance, just, you know, trying to relate this to uh, the theme of the month, when we say black history, um, what we in fact say most of the time is African-American history. And that is because there is a disconnect. Um, African-Americans know so much of what happened in America, but very little of what happened in Africa. And the same way Africans on the continent know so much about what happened in Africa, but not much of what happened beyond the Atlantic Ocean. Mm-hmm. And so we are trying to bridge this disconnect. I have been to the U.S. Um, I was there last year and I got to um, be taken through some bit of uh, African-American history at the um, Smithsonian Museum of African-American History in in D.C. And it made me realize just how much of what happened in in America that those on the continent do not know about and cannot relate. But it also made me realize that um, um, there is that disconnect in African-American or black history because they also do not know much of what happened on the continent and how they got there, yeah. you know. And so part of this trip is usually that Cape Coast experience where we take them to the, the dungeons where they see how or, um, the horrors that um, their ancestor, our ancestors had to go through, yeah. you know, even before getting um, to the Americas where um, the horrors continued. And, and so... Like, like I said earlier, I'm, I'm just a part of a, a bigger team that curates these experiences um, um, and to ensure that the experience that we're giving is one that changes your life forever. Mm-hmm. And so when you go back, there is everything different about you. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, you know, one of the things that uh, that that we experience is that disconnect. But the mm-hmm. disconnect sometimes creates animosity where you have right. Africans who see race and class and culture one way because their experience is different. And then mm-hmm. you have African-Americans who see it another way because our experience is different. How do we yeah. how do we bridge that divide in your view? One of the, the, the easiest ways, and it, it usually sounds very cliche, but um, it's actually the easiest way of, of doing this is by 
educating ourselves. Mm -hmm. And when I say educating ourselves, it means that education that is not based on um, um, on, 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 on things that have been said by other people that are not us, you know, on books that are written by people that are not us and uh, on history that is told by people who look like us. And one of the ways we can do that, um, you know, America is becoming quite hostile at the moment uh, when it comes to black history, especially. And um, wh when I spoke with uh, Glenn recently, uh, Glenn Singleton recently, he said something that really caught me. He said that there is only one place right now where black people can have conversation about blackness without being attacked. And that place is on the African continent because this is the only place where you are black and you're, you're, you, you don't have to um, you know, fight to fit in. You don't, decisions are not made based on the color of your skin. And we've had these testimonies from people who have come down through our homecoming experiences and it always runs across, you know, you hear them say, you know, this is the first time I have actually been in a place where nothing seemed to be about race or the color of my skin. You know, you go out and the billboards have people that look like you. The businesses are owned by people who look like you. You know, you're surrounded by people who just look at you and smile at you and say, Akwaba, hello, how are you? You know, and not because of how you look, but just because you're human and just because they see you as being like them, like looking like them, you know. So I would say that we need more African-Americans to, to, to take that bold step to reconnect. Mm -hmm back to the continent to start seeing themselves that look africa is the only place where you can find black people so and, and so if you find black people anywhere else in the world they came from africa and i mean the asians do it when you see a chinese person there is only one place that they came from mm -hmm. whether they're first second third generation um, american or, or european you know that they came from china yeah and africans need to start seeing themselves that way when we start doing that it becomes easier for us to accept that these people on the continent are our brothers and the same way the people on the continent also begin to um you know accept that yes these are our brothers that were taken away from us and Thankfully, um, you know, initiatives like the Year of Return, which the, Ghana, uh, Ghana, the government of Ghana launched in 2019, mm -hmm. is already doing a great job in, you know, creating that connection for black people of African origin, actually for, for, for people of African descent, uh, let me put it that way, yeah. to make their way back to the continent using Ghana as um, a gateway. And so, yes, educating ourselves, um, you know, with our own history and not history that is based on other people's experiences, but our own history will go a long way. Um, you know, connecting ourselves back to the continent and understanding that this is where we come from. Yeah. And this is where we can only be accepted without any conditions attached to it. Mm -hmm. You know, um, we, we have quite a, um, a number of people who have made that bold decision to take that trip, come back, um, relocate, or, you know, just visit the continent frequently. Some are already establishing businesses here. Some are already, um, um, you know, starting their, their, their process to, to gain citizenship. Yes. I think it's going to go a long way. And we need to start educating our kids and giving them a different idea of what Africa is. Yeah, I want to ask you about education. Uh, we are talking with Solomon Akumun. He is the host of the Homecoming radio show in Ghana. Uh, and, 
you know, here in America, we certainly we we get our education from a a European perspective, uh, from from mm-hmm. a a white perspective here in in America. Um, is is there a is there a strain of colonialism that has affected how Africans um, are educated on on the continent? Um, thank you so much um, that you brought brought that up. I was actually going to touch on that because I was listening to the show earlier when you spoke to your callers and uh, you, you you spoke about, you know, um, the current case um, uh, uh, in court where a student is is challenging, um, you know, the, the policy about hairstyles and all yeah. of that stuff. And Solomon, it would shock you to 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 realize or to to know that. Uh, we had a similar case just about three years ago in Ghana wow. where a school was refusing to admit a student because he had dreadlocks. And according to the student, well, he he practices the Rastafarian religion and it's part of his religion, you know. Mm-hmm. And But beyond religion, we know that, um, you know, keeping long hair has always been a part of African culture and history, yeah. you know. Um, but these policies came about because, first of all, some of these schools were missionary schools um, or historically missionary schools that were uh, established by missionaries or colonial um, governments. And so these policies were quite colonial and have continued to be upheld. Um, you know, thankfully, some of them are being, you know, reviewed or taken that are being done away with. But uh, we can we can deny the fact that colonialism has um, really uh, greatly influenced the way that things are done um, on the continent, and it, it, it's, it, it was surprising. I mean, I I grew up on the uh, on the continent, and uh, people hear me speak English, and they're like, you know, did you live in the US or did you grow up in Europe or something? And I said, no, I I've always been on the continent. I just travel every now and then for like a few weeks or so, but I've always been here. And so it makes you, it gives you an idea of just how much, uh, you know, colonialism has influenced um, the way things are done here. And it, especially when it comes to education, of course, most schools usually would base their curriculums on, you know, British curriculums or American um, curriculums. But um, I think the way and method in which um, education is being conveyed here we would say that is a bit different um, from what is done in Europe or in, in the United States of America. Um, but there is always that colonial aspect to it. Mm-hmm. Some governments are already taking um, initiatives to, to change that. It's going to probably take a longer time, but the most important thing is it is changing. And what we have currently does not totally reflect um, you know, the realities of what the educational systems in America or the, the, the other parts of the world are. All right. That is Solomon Akumun from the Homecoming radio show in Ghana. Brother, I want to thank you so much for, for joining us this morning on WURD. All right, thank you very much. And just uh, just before I go, I would like to encourage your listeners, um, you know, especially for those who have never made the trip to the continent, to just go on, um, you know, our website, GhanaHomecomingExperience.com to, you know, um, just reserve a spot. You, you can just reserve, reserve a spot, make your payment in installments, and by December, you're on your way to experiencing the continent 
for yourself or your family and friends. So I'll encourage everyone to, to sign up for our homecoming experience and come and experience the continent for themselves. Thank you very much, Solomon. Thank for, you. Uh, give it- You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 